This episode of the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey is brought to you by Retro Days. Sign up now for your free profile at retro-daze.org. From there, you can visit the forum or contribute articles which earn points towards fun prizes in the Retro Days Point Store. Click over from today's show notes and begin the fun at Retro Days. And by fun.com, the best place on the web to find officially licensed gifts, costumes, toys, and more. Fun.com also offers a variety of exclusive products they make themselves and you won't find anywhere else. Search great brands like Star Wars, Marvel, DC, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Care Bears, and many more. Click the Fun.com link in today's show notes to shop the latest products and also save 10% site-wide through August 7th, 2021. Your savings is automatically deducted in your cart, so just click and shop. Fun.com, your go-to destination for exciting and unique gifts. The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Your vehicle to the past doesn't need roads or even 1.21 gigawatts. It's the Retro Network Time Machine with Jason and Mickey! It's time to double back again with the Retro Network Time Machine. You've got Jason here and Mickey ready to talk oh, pop culture. Oh, 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 what? Uh, what? Your three-time current and defending quiz show Oh, Jesus. Champion. I couldn't even finish the intro, and you had to get it out of your mouth. Well, I hadn't talked to you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> You've got Jason here and Mickey ready to talk pop culture, past and present, that has nothing to do with trivia this week. No, man, it's good to, uh, <laughs> it's good to talk to you again. I know you've had some struggles. Uh, listen to the After Hours uh, show about your mom. That was really great, man. Oh, well, thank you. I will say to you, uh, and more on a personal level here, that while it's not the uh, most ideal situation to have your uh, a parent in a home, my mother called me today to tell me she had an exciting day. Uh, at the home with all the activities and stuff that was happening going on. She's never used that word in the six plus years that she's been in the assisted living and, you know, uh, personal health care homes. Uh, it, it's just amazing to me that uh, we finally come to this point where she enjoys the people around her, enjoys the staff, and is having an exciting time. I mean, I wish it was the same for her, yeah. but with mom's dementia, she is so confused and scared. And when dad goes, she don't know who he is, but she begs him to get to please take her home. Yeah. So it's been pretty hard. I know. I know. But anyway, uh, let's get on to some fun stuff here because, man, that drivecation was just uh, such a great time. We packed so much into that week and a half, really. And uh, being in the car, we put 2,700 miles on the van <laughs> last week. If that tells you, uh, uh, you know, a little bit about where we went here and there and everywhere. But it was great. We waved at you from well, the interstate. Unfortunately, I didn't see it. 
Actually, we stopped. It was weird. Uh, so we drive past Marion. We see the sign for uh, Hungry Mother State Park. I texted you, and uh, all of a sudden, somebody had to use the bathroom. So we got off at the next exit there at, uh, what is it, Howie? Chill Hungry Howie? Howie? Chill Howie. Chill Howie. <laughs> Chill Howie. We got off and uh, ate at the McDonald's drive through and uh, stopped at the Goodwill there. It's not a very impressive Goodwill. It's not. It's <clears> really <throat> not, but I uh, did find a few books there. And now, depending uh, on which way you come into town, did you get off the exit where the McDonald's was? Yes. Or, okay. Yes. So then you went to the red light and hung a right to go to the Goodwill. That's right. Okay. Right there at that red light straight across is the food city that my daughter works at. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. That's yeah. the store I worked at for years. That's where the grocery stories all took place and happened. <laughs> no kidding. Had and no where that idea. Goodwill is, let's tie all this together with tonight's subject. That Goodwill uh -huh. that's there, if you're standing in front of it looking at it, at the right of that shopping center was where the old movie theater was I used to go to every Tuesday night. It was in the end wow. of that shopping center. I was right there amongst your, uh, your lore, man. Mm -hmm. My old stomping grounds. So what's up with the uh, piles of junk cars that's uh, across the way there from McDonald's? Oh, we that's were, just uh, Barry's junkyard. We that's were, where people take and sell metal. We were marveling at how high they've got the, the stacks of cars there. That's just since they've cleaned it up. You should have seen it, I don't know, 10 years ago. It did not look that nice. <laughs> <laughs> and matter of fact... Right behind that McDonald's is the town park where we shot fireworks off on the 4th of July, where I proposed to my wife. Oh my gosh. It's coming all, all around, all back around. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? Is that the, and that's must be the Taco Bell you got go to up uh, on the hill yes, there. It is. Now uh, we've got one here in town where I live, but that one in Chilhowie is like twice as good as the one here. So I do stop at that one when I'm coming and going somewhere. We had intended to eat there inside, but the lobby was closed. So we spun around through the drive-thru and then somebody didn't want Taco Bell. So actually we went back down to the McDonald's to go through anyway. Um, so <laughs> that's funny, man. We were just like right there uh, amongst uh, Mickey's hometown or close to your hometown. Uh, stomping grounds, we'll say. Well, you would have went past my hometown because that was exit 35. Six miles down the road at exit 29 is Glade Spring, where I grew up. Okay. Well, good deal. That was... Uh, 81 is always... I don't know. It's some nice straight road. It's easy interstate driving. But a lot of people like to hang out in the left lane. And mm -hmm. it kind of backs things up and... When you get on up there and uh, just, well, I, th I think we got on in Maryland and go all the way down through, man, you're on 81 for a long time. It is one long stretch of highway. It sure is, but easy driving. Anyway, well, that was cool, man. I'm glad <laughs> it was uh, funny that we just happened to stop right after that exit and that's where you hang out. So fun stuff. Uh, I've got nothing in really as far as uh, announcements or anything goes. Obviously, we've been away for a couple of weeks, but hope you've enjoyed uh, reliving a couple episodes out of the VIP vault. And we've got a new episode for you today. Speaking of new episodes, actually, um, wanted to pass along that the second episode of Thrift Store Horde is up uh, as you're listening to this. 
all of my stuff that I got on my trip. Uh, Adam actually went on a little road trip himself and uh, showed off a bunch of stuff. And Kevin came up with a couple uh, books and comic books that were incredible. Uh, a novelization we had no idea existed. You'll have to look that up on YouTube, TRN TV, and check out all the... We, we went to, I don't know, easily 10 Goodwills on our trip, Mickey, and thrift stores. Uh, uh, another uh, couple thrift stores nearby in town where I grew up. And, man, I had such a haul. It was so great. I was running out of room in the van. I'm like, where are we going to put this stuff? The two stone goes were full. and <laughs> We had the cooler in the back and all the luggage and everything. I'm like, y'all are going to have to start holding stuff. <laughs> <laughs> rest of the trip <laughs> but uh invite everybody to go over there to youtube and check out the latest episode there but let's uh let's go ahead and get it on the show where are we going this week 1997 1997 what are we talking about the movies of 1997 yes and uh for those of you who are vips know we tried out a new kind of format with our movie talks over uh, an after hours, I don't know, maybe about a month or so ago mm-hmm. and going to be using that again uh, today. So anxious to get through this 1997, pretty great year for movies Some blockbusters in there, some kind of sleepers as well. And some just crap, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you uh, tally up or know about how many, movies you watched that year in the theater no uh well i had a little bit of a list but i don't i just don't know if it's accurate or not okay it was like 20 yeah that's where i'm about give or take i'd say plus or minus three either way i'm just not sure I, i definitely have some memories of going to the theater to several of these movies that we'll be talking about so let's jump in the time machine head back to 1997 talk about the films that we saw All right, here we are, 1997, and the movies uh, we saw, we've seen since then, we'll talk about as well. Where do you want to start out, uh, Nick, with our list? Well, uh, where we started last time, and I think what works really well is before you see a movie, Mm -hmm. sometimes you get excited for them. So what movies come out in 1997 that you were excited for, like I guess when you saw the trailers or read about them in Entertainment Weekly or... Mm-hmm. heard buzz about them stuff like that i think the biggest buzz around the the movies that came out that year that i remember was the star wars special editions yeah. wasn't it wasn't any of the new ones you know it was oh my gosh they're re-releasing the movies to theaters they're uh adding elements to it there's six seconds of never before seen footage yeah yeah we were uh, well, I'll, we'll get to a story or I can tell it now because I did see one of them in the theater. But I, this would, this was the first time I saw a Star Wars movie, I believe, in the theater was this year. Because hmm. I didn't see any of the original movies when they, uh, the original releases when they came out. It was all rentals. It was all marathons on USA Network and things like that. I don't, it was ever showing at our drive-in or something like that, but... 
from what I could remember, this was the first time I'm in a actual theater watching Star Wars. And we went and saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Did you go uh, to the theater no. to see Star Wars? No. No, I don't even think of those as 97 movies, actually. I, I know they were. They were special editions or whatever. But Which is no, as far not. as the, the hype and everything goes, though. I mean, we got there, and there's people in full Stormtrooper outfits. There was a Darth Vader running around in the lobby. You know, it was a big deal. I had never been to a movie where people are dressing up like that before, you know. It just wasn't a big deal around here. It, yeah. uh No, they... Uh, most people, I guess, had seen the movies they like said on yeah. USA or whatever, or had them on home VHS. It just, there was nothing special about it, really. Yeah. Uh, another one I would say had a lot of hype for me was Jurassic Park The Lost World. I watched it after 97, and I, I never did like it. I've watched it once. It's probably the weakest of the first three. Maybe the, the whole entire run of Jurassic Park, but uh, I do remember being excited to get back in the theater and watch dinosaurs. You know, I was. This is funny. Not it's not a blockbuster or anything. A movie I was excited for was Vegas Vacation because of how great Vacation and Christmas Vacation and all that yeah. was. It's like, oh, there's a new Vacation movie. I was excited. I went to the theater to see it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, it was good, but it, you know, it wasn't Christmas vacation. It, yeah, it doesn't measure up. I was not excited for that at all. I didn't watch that until it was a rental. Yeah, I, I remember renting that, but had no anticipation for that whatsoever. The only other one, which I've talked about before, maybe during our, I think it might have been during our Americana episode, actually, was Air Force One. I was so excited to see Air Force One that... I waited until like two months that had been in the theater <laughs> and then the movie cut off in the middle of the show. And this is still back when, you know, we were still running film before the digital era. So when the freaking thing broke, you're screwed, you know? <laughs> so waited, waited out. It was at college and we went over, uh, me and a buddy of mine watched it. There's only like four other people in the theater and it had been out so long. And, uh, yeah, I had to wait until it came around back around to home video to watch the entire thing. I was excited for men in black being a comic book fan. That was a, uh, I guess underground comics, not the best word for it. It was an independent. It didn't have a wide circulation, but the people who knew about it really liked it. And I knew about it and liked it. And I was excited for the movie, let alone the fact that it had Will Smith attached to it. Cause you know, coming off, Independence Day oh, yeah. earlier in the Fresh Prince. He's a major star. And that lived up to the hype. I watched it in that theater in Chilhowie, matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, and I was also excited for Volcano. Me and disaster movies just go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So that was a good one. And I'll talk about another one later, but I was excited to see Copland because uh, Sylvester Stallone and Harvey Keitel coming off of Pulp Fiction and stuff. I thought, man, this is going to be good. Yeah. Could, could have been wrong. <laughs> well, I remember it getting pretty poor reviews, and it's actually in my uh, movies I need to see list. I've never seen uh, Copland. I so. guess I probably need to go back and revisit it because 
it can't be too bad if you got Sylvester Stallone and people like Harvey Keitel in it. But I think I was expecting too much of it. And at the age I was, I didn't really appreciate just slower movies is not, is not the term, but like movies I'll sit and watch now, I would have never went to the theater to see back then. Yeah. But Copland, I went to the theater to see, and I think I was just let down that it wasn't like this big blockbuster type thing. I would, I need to revisit it too. I would probably enjoy it these days. Was De Niro in that as well? I think so. Yes. Yeah. I remember it being some pretty big names in that and yeah, it's just more of a, I guess it's more of a drama than like, you know, like your typical action type thriller, whatever police mystery. It's what I call it. Just a movie. Yeah. It's just a movie. You just movie you put on and watch and you know. All right. Where do you want to go from here? Do you want to talk about some movies we really enjoyed? Yep. Yeah. We save our favorite, our absolute favorite movie for later. But uh, of course I really enjoyed volcano. Uh, you and I've had this debate before we hit Dante's Peak. Yes. Which I'll go ahead and say Dante's Peak was a movie I watched a long time after 1997. Yeah. Because I was a diehard uh, Volcano fan. And I really enjoyed Volcano. I still really enjoy Volcano. I probably see it at least once a year, which I have added Dante's Peak to that once a year rotation since I saw it too. It's they're almost both, a tandem now. Yeah. Yeah. They're both really good movies for my taste. They're different. It's like, I like Coke and Pepsi, but they're different. Yeah. Well, one is set in LA and one is like a small town, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's different settings and just different feel overall. Volcanoes, your true like disaster movie, I would call where, you know, there's millions of people lives at stake and, uh, you know, who doesn't love Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, it, it is a really great movie. I own both of the movies and, but I, uh, just with my James Bond past, I prefer Dante's peak a little bit more in the small town kind of let's try to save the town versus, you know, the whole scope of Los Angeles, you know, right. But still, yeah, both were fun popcorn movies and I'm pretty sure I saw both of them in the theater. Uh, that year, but yeah. And they came out like within what a month of each other. Yeah. You seem to have it at least back then you, that happened every year for a while. You had those two, you had, uh, Armageddon and what was the other one? Deep impact impact. Yeah. Those were, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And it seemed like there was another one. I can't remember what, there was another kind of famous tandem like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what it was now. Uh, let's see. What a another movie that just was a fun from beginning to end that I love to watch. I'll probably watch this one at least once a year, and that's Con Air. Yeah, that's on my list of really like. I'm pretty sure I went and saw that in the theater. Pretty sure. Yeah, me too. Con Air was just uh, man. Um, Lots of great one-liners, a, a great cast, a horrible Alabama accent by Nick Cage. But, um, you know, that's what you you feel like you get your money's worth when you're watching something like that mm-hmm. uh, and at the theater. And lots of action. There's great, you know, there's some very fun scenes in that that just make you laugh as well. Dave Chappelle falling from the uh, plane onto the dude's car you know 
Mm-hmm. Every time I get her washed, boom, bird shit. And then that <laughs> <laughs> he comes flying out of the sky. And then when they hook on to that, uh, oh gosh, I don't know if that was a real Corvette that they remember that they snagged yeah. that one, uh, mm-hmm. douchebags Corvette, the old sixties <clears throat> uh, convertible and just take off with it in the plane comes crashing down. I was like, Oh no, but I just, uh, a fun action action movie, you know. You know, I had always liked um, Nick Cage and stuff before this, but this is where I really become a Nick Cage fan of just to let it all hang out, just Nick Cage being Nick Cage in a movie, mm-hmm. and and I'm still a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I've got. Uh, I did have Men in Black on my really liked list. That was just another fun movie, front to back. Hey, I had no idea it was hooked to a comic at all. Right quick, uh, they must not have actually destroyed that Corvette because I looked it up. It's for sale at BarrettJackson.com. This car was used in the movie Con Air. It's been restored to original condition, really? documentation with it and stuff. And I've pulled it up here. Uh, you have to register to view the price, so I can't even see what it hmm. what it's going for. So they must not have actually dropped it from the plane or it must have just been special effects. Okay. <laughs> they were pretty good special effects, or at least they had a, a smashed up one that they dropped in that one point when, uh, yeah. it comes down and the license plate goes flying, you know, whatever he picks it up anyway, just a fun movie. What else is on your really like list? Donnie Brasco with Johnny Depp and Al Pacino. I don't know if you've seen that or not. I have not seen that. <clears throat> but it's the true story of uh, FBI agent Joe Pistone, who was undercover in the mob for like seven years. Up to that point, and probably even till today, the farthest any undercover agent had ever penetrated. And the book is actually better. I, I saw the movie first, but I found the book at a library book sale, and I've read it a couple of times. You know, the books are always better. There's just so much more into them to sink your teeth into. Right, but uh, the movie is true to the book for what it covers. You know, it can't cover everything, obviously, but the stuff it does cover is very true to the book. It's a it's a good mob movie, gangster movie. It's a good undercover cop movie. It's just a good drama all the way around. So I really enjoyed Donnie Brasco. I've seen it probably twenty times. Cool. Well, that's uh, one I'll have to put on my need to watch list it has been on some of the streaming services recently has it okay mm-hmm. so you might can find it for free there i also like call me crazy but i liked uh, starship troopers <laughs> i didn't see it in theaters but i rented it when it came out it, maybe it was one of those nights where you get off work late and most of the good new releases are gone you're like eh, i'll get this but i ended up liking it it was a fun movie. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a fun movie. Yeah. Had a lot of recognizable people in it. A lot of that guys. I think Denise. Denise Richards. Was she in it? Yeah. Um, Michael Ironside. Yeah. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Right. Uh, Casper Van Dien. Gary Busey's son. (laughs) I think it's Jake. Yeah. Yeah. So 97, I'm at uh, college in Northeast Georgia. One of my good friends, Kurt, um, joined the Marines, and he was in Camp Lejeune at this time, got a weekend pass or some leave, 
and came over and visited me and he wanted to just, you know, go around. We, I think we went over to Clemson and hung out and then we went down to Atlanta one night and I think on our way back, we're like, let's watch a movie. And so it was at the uh, Colonial 18 AMC in uh, Lawrenceville. We pulled up there and we're like, what in the hell are we going to watch? There was nothing out there, man. So let's try Starship Troopers. And wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. <laughs> interesting movie. A couple uh, eye-opening scenes and then just all of the interaction with the bugs and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's it is what it is. I'm it's not one that I've gone back and watched. Uh, I've probably only watched it maybe three times in my life, but I can't say I wasted the time watching it any of those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw it in the theater. I probably watched it, you know, like on uh, a cable channel, something like that, where it was uh, censored, we'll say, but I haven't gone back and watched it <laughs> at I- all. I can't get out of this section without talking about Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. I figured. Yeah. Which I didn't see it in the theaters. I didn't see it first time around. It was I didn't rental. either. Yeah. And when I rented it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is funny. Yeah, that was a rental for me as well. I didn't have any any real hype or anything I remembered to see it. And yeah, it's no, just I- non nonstop laughter my hype for it was a friend of mine who we shared a very similar sense of humor told me about it he's like when that comes out you need to watch it and he said it's funny and when it left the new release section at our video store at the grocery store we had the five movies five days five dollars for anything it wasn't a new release i probably mm-hmm. rented that thing 20 times in that package deal <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'd be browsing for movies and you found three or four you like and you're like i don't know what else to get well, i'll just get austin powers again that's yeah, that's great. One more in my really liked, I've got to mention that was a probably a rental somewhere along the lines years later. And I've gone back and watched it many, many, many times. Really enjoy it. The Saint with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue. Have you seen that? I have not. It's just a fun kind of not really spy movie, but uh I guess a little bit of that. He uses several different uh, costumes, personalities, whatever you want to call it, during the movie. And they're after this uh, formula for cold fusion throughout the movie. And Elizabeth Shue is the one of the scientists behind all that. And you've got this overlying story with uh, the Russians. And I, I think – I don't know if he's CIA or who Val Kilmer is, but anyway – just real fun, kind of a suspenseful movie. And, of course, Elizabeth Shue is one of my favorite actresses to watch on the big screen. But I've gone back and watched that several, several times. It's it's very fun. I think you need to watch that one. Yeah, I might have to add that to my list. Okay. Where do we go from here? Uh, well, that's ones we really liked. What's some that you didn't like from 97? All right. Um Let's throw out uh, Spawn. <laughs> I've still never watched that. It, I just, you know, again, I'm not the comic book guy. Couldn't really get into it, understand the whole story behind it. I I remember trying to watch it one time. It was late one night on one of the cable channels or something. And no, I, I just 
didn't like it at all to <laughs> really even finish the movie. Uh, another one that I, I think is kind of up and down with people is the fifth element. And I, I did not like the fifth element. I've stayed away from it too. It's, I don't know. It's, there were some really great, uh, Chris Tucker movies in 97, but the fifth element was not one of them. <laughs> in my opinion, it's just a little bit out there. And there's some people that really enjoy the, the sci-fi aspect of it. And, uh, that world but i i couldn't get into it what's some for you well we talked about men in black uh it was a big year for comic book movies men in black and spawn you just mentioned steel it's not on any of my little list i've jotted down here Mm-mm. but this next one is batman and robin that was not a very good movie it was not a good batman movie and it was just not a good movie period yeah i put that one in as well i I guess you you could put it in the bad category, but movies that don't age well, because how many, just over the years, people continue just to crap and crap and crap on that. And there's some movies over the years where you can eventually pull some stuff out, you know, but there's mm-hmm. just nothing that I've ever heard people pull out of Batman and Robin. No, uh, no. Even the car is the most ridiculous Batmobile been, of them all, in my opinion. George Clooney's suit having nipples. That's not the only thing people still talk about that movie. They just put that one through the ringer, man. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. I also wasn't a fan. This you're gonna probably think this is blasphemy. Liar liar. I had got to that point in that era, that Nace Ventura, when I'm like, you know, Jim Carrey's not funny. I loved him on In Living Color. I liked him in Dumb and Dumber and stuff, but he got to a point. It's just like he's way more annoying than he is funny. See, now this is uh, I, I loved all of the Ace Ventura and Dumb and Dumber and The Mask. You know, I was a huge fan of all those. This role, he's more of a straight man, you know, than any of the other ones, and yet still is able to throw in his Jim Carrey type humor. And Liar Liar is probably the one I quote the most of any of his movies. And my wife and I will go back. It's one of our favorites. And we'll go back and forth on some lines from that movie. Uh, some will have to like shade from the kids, but <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. I think it's one of his best, maybe my favorite overall. I've never really sat down and thought about, you know, his, ranking his movies, but I don't, I thought it was fun just uh letting jim be himself the the scene where they're all in the conference room and he's just berating every person going around the room man we were rolling in the aisles just crying laughing so hard and i don't know it's i think it's one of his best i've only got one other one on my didn't like okay. and that, that was anaconda oh that was on mine too yeah I saw that in the no theater way. Uh, I did not see that one in the theater, but yeah, uh, was not a fan of as good as it gets. We watched that in the theater and, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. Didn't do it for me. Um, let's see what else is on my list. I only put this one here because I'm not a horror fan and, you know, I'm not going to go back and watch horror movies, but I rented Event Horizon. Have you seen that? No. 
it's nuts, man. It's in space. It's uh, Sam Neill, you know, uh, from Jurassic Park. I think Lawrence Fishburne is in it. But it's it's in the kind of vein of Alien, but they're in this spaceship and there's this creature after all of them, you know, and uh, <laughs> pretty scary for somebody like me who doesn't watch a lot of horror. So I put that in there. Um, and another one that's probably, I don't know, it might be uh, higher on your list too. Private Parts. I, uh, the movie was good. It was a pretty condensed telling of Howard Stern's rise to fame. It was it was good for what it was though. I've just never been a Howard Stern fan, so sitting through that was just like pulling my uh, fingernails out. <laughs> yeah, the soundtrack was good though. I don't remember the soundtrack. Now you can look it up. It had a lot of good stuff yeah. on it. I remember buying the soundtrack on CD after I saw mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah, and that was another rental. I rented a lot. Yeah, I went to the movie theater a lot. Like I said, I figure around twenty. So I guess at least every other weekend I was at the theater. Mm-hmm. But working at a place that had a video store inside of it and being at work till like 11 o'clock at night or midnight, I would browse the video store, you know, around nine o'clock before the video place would close at 10 and rent something. I spent a lot of money renting movies there in the late nineties working at the grocery store. <laughs> and that was one of them, you know, after a while, if you rent a movie every night for two weeks, uh, and you're trying to see stuff you've not seen, the pick and start getting slim. That's when you're yep. renting private parts and starship troopers and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 It's not that they were bad, but you know, it's something to do when you got home after work. I hear you. Well, you want to keep going with the rentals there or any more, maybe on your, uh, movies. I've movies watched, you watched later. 97. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Adam will agree with me. Kevin Costner and the postman is a really good movie. It's on my uh, to-watch list. I've never watched that. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Matter of fact, it's not a lot of people's cup of tea. (laughs) But it's a good movie. And when you start watching it, I'll tell tell this to you and the other listeners. You may be disappointed in Kevin Costner's role when you're, you know, in the early parts of the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you get to the end of the movie and you look back, you realize I'm talking about his acting style and stuff. You get to the end of the movie and you look back and realize it was all intentional. It wasn't like he was having a bad day or this wasn't (laughs) his best work. It was all intentional. And then you can really see the beauty in his performance. You're like, oh, man, he done a great job with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a good movie, I think. And Will Patton in it is really, really good. As General Bethlehem, or maybe that was his whole name, General Bethlehem. He's really good in it. Okay. And uh, Devil's Advocate, I like that movie too after, I think the wife owned it. And when we got married, she brought it and I watched it. Eh, Pretty decent Al Pacino film. Yeah, I remember renting that, and uh, it was pretty decent, like you said. I have not gone back and and watched it, um, but, but maybe that one time. So I don't remember a whole bunch about it. But well, anytime it, Al Pacino, you know, he's an over-the-top actor. And spoiler alert, when it's revealed that he's the devil and he can just let it all hang out, that's classic yeah. Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino 
I can see him pitching him on the movie now. Listen, 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 Al. You get, <laughs> you get to play the devil. Not a devil. You get to play the devil. And he's probably mm-hmm. like, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> Take much uh, persuasion there. No. Let's see. What else are we going to go through here on our, I guess, movies that I've watched later past uh you know 97 and really enjoyed murder at 1600 which is uh wesley snipes and uh diane lane and uh dennis uh i almost said dennis leary no he did the uh, saturday night live weekend wrap up for a long time dennis miller dennis miller uh he there he's the partner of uh, Wesley Snipes, and it's about a murder in the White House. Uh, Alan Alda is in it. I just uh, bought it digitally, like, uh, I don't know, maybe six months ago. We had it on VHS for a long time and forgot about it, and I was like, yeah, let's watch this again. It it held up. One of the better, I think, Wesley Snipes uh, movies when he started branching out and becoming a, a lead actor, you know. I've really enjoyed that one over the years. Another one that really surprised me, because I wasn't really into sci-fi a whole lot, but uh, Contact with Jodie Foster. Have you seen that one? It seems like I tried to watch it and couldn't get into it. It's very high concept, but still at the same time, Matthew McConaughey's in it. And he's more the down-to-earth person. It, they, he kind of goes back and forth with Jodie Foster, who's the scientist, you know. And it's all about uh, they receive this signal from outer space and trying to interpret it. And the world kind of goes crazy over where it came from and who it is, if it's alien and nature and all this stuff. And I, I believe it was based on a book. Uh, I've never read the book, but... The movie was really good and really, speaking of uh, Gary Busey's son, Jake, I think he's in that as well. Um, it just, I, I don't know, the, the the story and the the concept, the acting was really great in it. And I've watched, gone back and watched it many times over the years. So, that really good movie. Um, let's see here. I was going, you might have some. I the movies I've got stories about, I can't tell unless it was the after hours podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we might have to uh, transition a little bit. We can save a few if we need to, but no, I will just say this Titanic came out like the week before Christmas 97. Uh So it qualifies as a movie of 97. I saw it three times before the end of the year, or I went to the theater and bought tickets for it three times before the end of the year. And it was still later in life when I actually watched the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a Titanic story that I can probably tell here. No problem. Uh, I also bought tickets to Titanic three times. It wasn't all in 97, but uh, I took three different girls to see Titanic. I was home for uh, Christmas break. And I had kind of a a pen pal type girl that I would call once in a while. We'd write back and forth. And when I was home, we'd typically get together and watch a movie or something. I actually took her to see uh, Tomorrow Never Dies, which I think was right around that time as well. So we saw both of those movies. And then uh, that year, we had a Winterham 
class, which is just a class between like Christmas and the start of the spring semester that it was a requirement. So I had to go back early that winter to take this course. And uh, there was uh, another girl in the communications department there that we were kind of looking at each other. I took her out to see that movie. <laughs> uh, that didn't work out. Um, and then in the beginning of February of 98 is when me and my wife started really dating. I think we went out like 13 nights in a row or something. She could probably tell you more than I can remember, but we, yeah, we basically went out until we ran out of money. (laughs) We were going to movies and there was a little coffee shop that everybody went to. We'd go hang out there. And, uh, anyway, took her to see Titanic. Did you tell her? Have you ever told her she was your third choice to take them? <laughs> I think she knows um, that there was, uh, yeah, some other girl I took out. I probably told her at one point, but I don't know. It's not a topic that comes off very often, obviously. But Well, you mentioned one earlier. What's the movies from 1997 that's on your need-to-watch list? I've got three that stick out at me, but... There's probably more. I want to watch The Saint now that you've talked about it. I have a bunch on here. So we mentioned Copland and The Postman. Uh, One I've always wanted to watch is Hoodlum. Have you seen that with uh, Lawrence Fishburne? No. Uh, And um, one of the British guys. (laughs) Name escapes me now. He was in uh, Natural Born Killers, too. Tim Roth, Tim Roth. I think he's in that. And it looks like a, like a 1930s or forties gangster type movie. I've seen it pop up and I just never push play on it. Uh, another one I haven't seen is the game. I'm not seeing it either. And that's Michael Douglas, I believe, uh, in that one. Uh, you'll frown at this one being the Tarantino fan that you are. I've never seen Jackie Brown. Um, that's one I could say I was excited for because I loved Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction and Jackie Brown's good. Don't get me wrong, but those other two movies set the bar so high Mm -hmm. that it was a bit of a letdown. Still a good movie. Okay. What's some on your list? Um, you're going to think I'm crazy for this, but I've never seen face off. Whoa, really? Really? So that's on my list. And another one that everybody quotes and has talked about GI Jane. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I've never sat down and watched it. GI Jane was a rental and I have that on my didn't like list. (laughs) It just was a, I don't know. I felt like I wasted money on the rental on that one. So I would say put that one at the bottom of your list, but face off. You could almost do like, Con Air and Face Off back to back. Uh, there's just fun popcorn action movies, and you get uh, Travolta. I don't know. This might be one of my favorite. People make fun of this one too, but I still enjoy it. I just watched it maybe a couple months ago, and I loved it. But Travolta gets that little turn where he's you get the bad guy, John Travolta. I think he plays a great bad guy, but I don't know. It's just so much fun. It's really fun. You need to watch it. Hmm. And the other one on my list is Kiss the Girls. Oh, now, see, I was late to that one. 
I watched um, Along Came a Spider before I watched Kiss the Girls, which is in that same uh, world. Uh, you know, it's a series of books with, um, I can't remember the Morgan Freeman's character that uh, it follows. I have not read the books, but I went back and watched Kiss the Girls after I watched Along Came a Spider, and it's it's really good. It's one of those, uh, uh, he's going after this uh, kidnapper and just a real, real suspenseful twists along the way, you know, really well done uh, movie. I'm sure the books are twice as good as the movies were, but the movies were great. You've got to watch that. Yeah. And I'm going to have to watch Along Came a Spider too then because I didn't yeah. know they were connected. Yeah. You've got to watch both of those. Um, what else was on my, I think I had one more on here. Oh, uh, seven years in Tibet. I, I know that oh, one, yes. a bunch of awards and stuff, didn't it? Uh, I've never seen it. I, that was a rental for some strange reason. I don't know what attracted me to it. And I remember at the time, I've not watched it since way back then, but I remember at the time really, really digging that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it's not an action movie or anything. It's the relationship between Brad Pitt and that young Dalai Lama, but mm-hmm. it's just a really, really good movie. Uh, so yeah, you should definitely check that out. Okay. Well, uh, we've kind of recommended something to each other here accidentally. What's a movie <laughs> people may not have, I gonna say be aware of, but just not on most people's radar that you would recommend they watch from 97. Uh, I put, actually had four of them down here. Um, in this time when you had, uh, Walter Matthau and, and Jack Lemon come back, you know, with grumpy mm-hmm. old men, I love the grumpy old men movies. And I always, put out to sea with those two as well have you seen out to sea where they're on the cruise ship no i know what it is but i've never watched it if you enjoy the grumpy old men movies i mean it's just it's right there with it the level of comedy and just fun very fun movie that i I don't know it's been a while since i went back and watched the grumpy old men movies as well but i might have to marathon all three of those uh upcoming here because I, I remember watching that one several times back in the day. Uh, another one I think flies under the radar uh, just because Bruce Willis has done a ton of movies. The Jackal. Have you seen The Jackal? Uh, parts of it. For some reason, I really, really enjoyed that one. And that's, again, he's... I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think that's some kind of assassin. Got... I'm well, sorry. I was gonna say, does that have Richard Gere in it? Yes, Gear is the cop after him, and he's the jackal, and he's this assassin, and uh, they're trying to stop him from blowing something up. I can't remember. Uh, Jack Black has a a really small role. It might be one of his first movies, which is uh, uh, the crazy part, anyway, that he's in there. Um, But, you know, he has all these disguises. Jack Black was in Waterworld in 95. Oh, that's right. He was. Okay. Uh, anyway, very fun movie, very suspenseful. You know, it's the the cop versus the the bad guy trying to catch him before he can do his deed, and just w- crazy stuff for him to hide. Like he has this coating on his van that's like a white. 
it's almost like the, how they do raps now with like the vinyl raps on cars, but mm-hmm. he goes into like a car wash and uses the high pressure hose to just spray off this white enamel or whatever on his car and back to its original color to kind of, you know, they're looking for a white van. Well, he's in a red van now or whatever it was, you know, yeah. weird stuff like that, that he just didn't, uh, you know, I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Kind of James Bondish, you know, kind of <laughs> stuff. What else is on your under the radar? Well, I've got one and that's nothing to lose with Tim oh, Robbins and Martin yes. Lawrence. Yes. That movie was so funny. Yes. I, I can't believe it's not like talked about with great comedy movies of the nineties, like you're dumb and dumber and all that stuff. That movie is so funny. Tim Robbins is great in it. Martin Lawrence is great in it. I use lines from it. My, it may be one of my favorite lines from any nineties movie when he's trying to teach Tim Robbins to like talk tough, like a street gangster. And Tim Robbins is like freeze sucker bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That movie I, is so funny though. Yeah. That was, you know, kind of the peak of Martin Lawrence, you know, coming off his show. And then that one in, uh, what's the one where he's going after the diamond in the, uh, in the cop station, blue streak. Those two, I kind of put together. That would be a fun back to back actually to watch those two movies. Uh, and I mean, you could throw bad boys in there too, but, uh, yes, would recommend nothing to lose if you haven't seen that one. I've got two more I'll go through quickly. One that hit me, and again, trying to separate the art from the artist on this one. Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Have you watched that one? No. It's uh, Kevin Spacey and uh, John Cusack. And uh, it's it's set in Savannah, Georgia. It's... um, John Cusack is there to, I, I think he works for a magazine and he's there to take pictures of, of something. And this, uh, kid gets killed essentially where he's staying. And there's this, it's, it's a longer drama. There's the culture of Savannah is essentially Savannah is part of the movie. And, um, there's this whole trial that lasts probably half of the movie, uh, with Kevin Spacey on trial for this murder. And I don't know, I've always enjoyed it. It's, uh, just a, uh, one of those movies. I don't think people think about or, or talk about when you think of John Cusack or Kevin Spacey, you know? And then another one that was really fun. I remember renting and uh, me and my roommate watching was uh, suburbia. Have you seen suburbia? No, I'm it's a, uh, it's a kind of a teen movie, but it really, it's, it really was my introduction to uh, Steve Zahn and Giovanni Ribisi, which is one of my, he's one of my favorite actors. I think he's actually in The Postman too. Um, so I, that's another reason for me to watch The Postman. But it was just, uh, there's some hilarious parts in it. It's just kind of this uh, group of kids, you know, in suburbia growing up and kind of finding their way, you know. Um, I remember really liking that one. So that's all of my kind of under the radar movies to check out. Where do you want to go from here? Well, the last thing, what's your absolute favorite movie of 1999 or 1997? I'm sorry. Um, 
I had a few in here, most of which we have mentioned that was in the running. Liar, Liar, The Saint. Another one that I really, really enjoy that is probably my second choice for favorite movie in 97 is The Rainmaker. Have you seen that with Matt Damon and Danny DeVito? No. And you only get uh, one favorite movie of 97. I know, I know, but I, I couldn't, it was hard to choose. So I wanted to throw that out there. It's a really, really good movie. Another courtroom type movie, but there's uh, uh, just uh, great acting along the way. My favorite movie, though, of 97 is L.A. Confidential. Uh, you've mentioned it before. Yeah. Just, I don't know, great acting. I, re- I remember renting it. I think I don't know if I mentioned this story before or not, but I rented it, and right towards the end, as the big reveal is, is starting to happen, the the tape broke, <laughs> like the the VCR the VHS tape split in half, and yeah. screwed up. I, I remember it coming out of the the VCR, and I got it out, and I put a piece of scotch tape on it, and rewound it, got it back together, and sent it back to the store. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's not the reason why my silver screen video is out of business now, but I. I Probably should have said something. Um, but no, just getting back to the movie, uh, a great cast and just the whole uh, kind of overarching concept. There's uh, a, a string of cops, Russell Crowe and uh, um, Guy Pierce are the, kind of these up and coming cops. And it's set in the, I think it's set in the 40s, 50s, around in that era. And uh, this ring of prostitutes get involved that are made their like have plastic surgery to look like famous movie stars. That's where Kim Basinger comes in. And then uh, just a unbelievable shootout scene at the end, the kind of climax of the movie. Once everything is kind of revealed, there's this showdown at this like little motel. Incredible. Uh, you've cool. got to see it. You, you haven't seen it yet, correct? No, I haven't. You've got to see that. I would put that at the top of your list to go watch. Uh, I will add it right now. Like a noir, you know, just kind of, there's a gangster type feel. Danny DeVito is in it. He's like the reporter that uh, is covering all of the action going down in LA at the time. And oh, it's so good, man. So good. Well, my favorite movie of 97, I think probably has the best, total overall cast of any movie of 97 and the cast is really what helps make the movie and that's boogie nights i had a feeling (laughs) i'm not sure if you've ever seen it or not i have seen it once it is such a great movie uh burt reynolds is great in it mark Wahlberg, of course that's like his big debut um (laughs) big (laughs) nice choice uh john c Riley. Uh, there's just so many people in that movie. Uh, shoot, I can't remember that one dude's name. He was in Fargo. Uh, real popular actor. Anyway, William he's H. In Macy. It. Yeah, William H Macy's in it. Yeah, it's uh, Don Cheadle's in it too, isn't he? Yes, Don so. Cheadle's in it. Yeah, playing Buck the Cowboy. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Roller Girl. Uh, what's her name? Famous actress. Crap, don't put me on the spot. <laughs> anyway, she's in it. <laughs> Julian Moore's in it. 
It's just a really, really good cast all the way around. Oh, um, shoot. Can't think of his name either. The dude who played Dr. Octopus in the second Spider-Man movie. Famous actor. He's oh, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. Okay, Heather, Graham. Heather Graham is the is the actress. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that, uh, she, she was in, uh, what was it, Awesome Powers 2. Uh-huh. Alfred Molina yeah. is the Alfred other. Molina. Yeah, huge. I mean that cat. That's a loaded cast. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, I yeah. mean, wow. You know, you take the theme out of it, which is not everybody's cup of tea, but I enjoyed the movie. I've watched it, I don't know, fifteen times probably in my mm-hmm. life. It was not a movie theater movie. It was a rental, pretty yeah. early on, and in its Our rental shelf life, probably first week, I would say. I'm trying to remember where that came out because I, I might have, uh, I don't know if it was that year or maybe the following summer when I saw it and rented it from our local store. Cause there was a, it was probably the next summer because I remember when I'm home for the summer from college, I'm just, I'm at the store renting all the time. So it was probably then if it, I think it was a later release in the year. Let me cool. see. October. Yeah, it was October 97. So it would have been 98 when I saw it. Okay. I, I would have put that on my recommendation list, but I figure most movie lovers have probably seen it at least once already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to go back through the list here to see if there's any more I would uh, want to throw out there. I remember renting Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag. Have you seen that? No. It's crazy. Uh, 187 with Samuel L. Jackson. That was a pretty good movie. I remember liking that one. Yeah. So Chris Tucker, you know, he's in fifth element money talks is great. Him and Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. And then you had, you know, nothing to lose with, uh, Martin Lawrence came out that year. Some pretty great comedies this year as well. So, uh, I did have one more, <laughs> One more story. Yeah, uh, Chris Tucker was on a roll there. Was it 98 uh, Rush Hour come out? I think so. Yeah, it must have been like most. It was close, close around there. Yeah. It's the most lucrative black Asian combo since Tiger Woods. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> what? I think that's about all on the list. I did have one more uh, <laughs> little story. <laughs> I could tell unless you want me to save it for after hours. Oh, you go ahead and tell it. So, so I took three different girls to see Titanic. There's another girl that I was crushing on and I, my roommate was just getting sick of me talking about her. He said, just ask the girl out. So I asked her out and, um, I decided, well, let's just do, we'll do dinner in a movie. Well, I didn't really plan ahead what was at the movie theater. And I can't remember what the other one was, but I took her to see The Edge with uh, Alec Baldwin and um, what with the bear. Have you seen The Edge? No. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anyway, it's they get it's this crazy movie where a bunch of them go up in the I think it's in Alaska or some somewhere and uh, they they uh, crash. They, their airplane crashes. They're stranded. There's this huge grizzly bear after them, you know. 
there is uh, the F word about every 10 seconds in the movie. It sounds like and, my kind of movie. Uh, yeah. Um, there's, you know, stuff comes out. There's adultery that has happened. And it's just not, uh, not a first date type of movie. And sad to say, I don't think we went out after that again. But uh, <laughs> it was just, uh, it, we, there was two options there uh, in town. And I, you know you get so excited to to take a girl out you're crushing on you don't even bother to plan ahead too far you know <laughs> the other the other one was boogie night so what do you do <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i've got to look and see what uh what else was playing that weekend you have to get edge. on your google newspapers thing and see if you can find the what was on there so wikipedia has it by by week on here i'm going to look it up real quick might have been the peacemaker with uh, George Clooney and Nicole Kidman, which I think is like uh, a terrorist type movie, right? I think so. Yeah. It was either that or, well, I it, I know it wasn't LA confidential. because that was the week before, but I think it was those two movies anyway. So that was just a, a final parting story. So anything else you want to say on the movies of 1997? No, that's about it. Okay. Well, let's uh, hop back in the time machine and we will find out what's coming up in After Hours in the present time. Well, we hope you enjoyed our journey through 1997 movies. Tell us about your favorites, or if you've got a story about seeing one of the films in the theater, we'd love to hear it. You can uh, shoot us a message over there on Twitter at TRN Social, our personal accounts at RD80s at YesterdayVille. And if you're new to the podcast, hey, please subscribe, man. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, and uh, we keep about 10 shows in the feed, and our full back catalog is exclusive to our VIPs on Patreon. So patreon.com forward slash the retro network if you'd like to sign up and support us and speaking of patreon what's coming up tonight on after hours mick oh we're going to stay in 1997 some more 1997 talk in after hours okay we'll keep it uh vague then and <laughs> hope you will join us uh if you don't until next week jason here for mickey we will see you in time Okay. Floor is huh? yours. The floor oh, is yours. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>